welcome in to another episode of the Silver Bullet Saga podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Vonderhaar. We find ourselves here recording on Wednesday, August 24th, heading into the evening. And folks, Ohio State football is upon us. We're just over one week away from Ohio State's home opener against those fighting Notre Dame Irish. Uh, with me now, as always, Buckeye Farmer himself, the man who dwells in southwestern Ohio from God's country in Preble County, Adam Vonderhaar, my twin brother. Adam, how are you doing this evening? Ryan, th- these days are spent cleaning out soybean bins, one of my favorite jobs in the middle of August, because you know what that means? I might be covered in dust and sweat, but that means Buckeye football's right around the corner, okay? We're a week and a couple days out. The vibes could not be higher. I, I'm, as always, blessed and thankful to be sitting here next to you several counties away. I know our days are heaven sent. Little Stapleton there. Nice. Um, love it, Adam, chiming in uh, from, from God's country out there on the western side. Holding it down for the Southern Ohio boys. Um, Adam, you and I, we were talking before we started. We're just excited. I mean, we're right here on the precipice where it's like you're you're on a cliff and you've got a perfect, uh, you know, cliff diving, you know, parachute backpack ready. And it's just, you know, moments before the jump, moments before that free fall, that rush, you know, kind of a little bit of adrenaline that comes with the, the first game of the season. And and I know that you and I feel this way, but I also know hundreds and thousands of others around the state feel this way. We are entering in to the best time that there is to live in the great state of Ohio. These next, this stretch, especially these next beautiful, these next three months are just amazing. We get the best weather of the year, um, you know, before we get too cold, you know, into deep December. But with with even, you know, the early winter and some of the yucky weather that we get there at the beginning of the winter time, the Buckeyes oftentimes kind of give us that warm blanket to look forward to there at the end of December with some playoff games and maybe a shot at a national championship. But we're not going to get ahead of our skis on today's episode. Uh, we've got a ton to break down next week when we get into the first game prep week, the first game preview week, uh, when we're going to go through all of Notre Dame's roster, give you the highlights, the names to know, the storylines heading into Saturday. And folks, I mean, for a home opener, there couldn't be much more juice, right, loaded into one game. And we're going to get through it. But literally, it is from Ohio players, you know, that that left the state to play for Notre Dame. It is for Ohio State coaches that are on the Notre Dame coaching staff entering into the shoe for their first time. I mean, all kinds of juice. And all that being said, a top five matchup you know, head, heading into the, the horseshoe to open up college football in week one. But before we get to week one, we've got week zero. And before we get to week zero, we got a handful of other things we'd like to talk about. And there's there's nothing this time of year that kind of feeds the soul better than some quotes from some coordinators coming out of training camp. Adam, Jim Knowles, our new defensive coordinator, fresh out of Oklahoma State, uh, coming to kind of be the savior for the defense heading into the 2022 football season. Had a handful of quotes this week, and I want you to kind of walk through uh, with our listeners maybe some things that got our ears perked up. Absolutely, Ryan. Jim Knowles, uh, noted legend, you know, pre-legend at Ohio State. The vibes couldn't be high. You know, before I even get into this, every year 
I'm like, okay, going into the season, I'm going to look at this team objectively, okay? I'm not going to get bought into the fanfare of, you know, we're the greatest team that's ever existed. I want to look at it like an analyst would. That being said, this is maybe the greatest Ohio State team I have ever seen. The vibes couldn't be higher. Jim Knowles is doing nothing to try and put my flame out. He's, If anything, he's stoking it. So here we go. Our new defensive coordinator quote from this week, and I quote, now that the corners are coming back, I feel confident in what we have, quote, Knowles told reporters, quote, just seeing it in an actual game live situation, that's every year for a football coach. The first time you put them out there, you want them to just, to, <laughs> this is a bad quote from O-line, but just to play as well as they can. I have no concerns is how he ends the quote. Ryan. You did, no, you did a great job kind of powering through that. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at – there's a lot of periods of that quote. The, <laughs> the key takeaway, folks, the, for the listeners at home, I have no concerns. I shouldn't have even looked up the whole quote because it gets a little choppy, but that's the key takeaway. And when we look back at the Rose Bowl and then we see this with no games in between, the no, you know, we've had some practices but no games, how am I supposed to be anything? except absolutely ecstatic for this Buckeye football team. I love it. And just to add a little bit of context, I think the question leading up to that question, uh, you know, Knowles was kind of asked about the depth in the cornerback room because that is a concern heading into this year. Uh, we had some guys kind of banged up at the beginning of fall camp. Um, seems like everybody's going to be healthy. And we got that reassurance this week from Ryan Day, head coach Ryan Day, that a few of the guys that were banged up are going to be back and that room will be six deep, six cornerbacks uh, deep that are going to be available and able to play for the Notre Dame game. Um, even, you know, even with six, I, the stuff I've read is like you'd, you'd really like eight bodies kind of in that corner room, those guys that are able to go out and guard receivers. So, we're, you know, depth-wise, we could be a little light, right? But the only reason that we'd get into that is if we get the injury bug kind of on that side of the ball. And the good news is, we got these cr this crazy freshman, Denzel Burke, that was kind of cast out there last year um, on an island uh, who rose up and became one of the Big Ten's leading rookies uh, to play last year. So he's coming back and is going to be an anchor on that defense. And then you got the fifth-year senior kind of on the other side of the experience level in Cam Brown. Um, a lot of Ohio State uh, uh, fans are probably going to remember Cam Brown um, from the, the game that we want to forget about up in Ann Arbor last year. He was the guy getting in the faces of quite a few Wolverines, maybe on his own, uh, trying to fight a, fight an entire team. Uh, so a lot of spirit there in that corner room, and we're excited. But, yeah, Adam, to go back to the quote, you know, there's worse things to hear from your defensive coordinator going into a year, right? Like he's asked, do you have any big concerns? And, you know, he kind of wraps up with the corners. He says, you know, hey, we're, we're getting healthy and we're going to have our guys uh, back for next Saturday. And, what, you know, after that, really no concerns. And he's really thrilled about where he's at on installing his new defensive scheme. Uh, he kind of talked at length about that. Adam, do you want to talk about that or you want me to kind of keep going? I, I just to say, and I'm not I'm not even going to mess with one of these exact quotes again, but to paraphrase what he said is that he's ahead of where he thought he would be at this point in the season. He says the playbook 75 percent installed. He would never get to the point where it's 100 percent installed once I keep some stuff in his bag. Uh, whenever necessary so that's huge news also it means the guys are picking up what he's throwing down um, you know he went to Cornell all right so sometimes you wonder does that high scholarly uh, that coach really uh, is he able to to speak in a way players are able to pick it up in a short time frame uh, Cornell ever ever heard of it 
Cornell ever heard of it? Yeah. No, I, I'm feeling good. No, and I, I love it. And I think that that's something that some fans don't think about all, also because you hear about that every year. We get a few games into the season and the head coach says, well, you know, we're going to keep that in our playbook and, and you know, maybe not show everything that we've got. And it's especially true here at Ohio State because every head coach that walks in the door knows it doesn't really matter how many games you win if you don't win the last one, you know, in the regular season. And that was a big thing with Urban. You'd see some stuff thrown out there in that in the last game of the season that it's like, man, I didn't even know that, you know, yeah, that play was in the true. playbook or, or this trick play, you know, kind of at a weird, you know, non-advantageous time, you know, all kinds of things kind of make their way out of the playbook when you get deep into the season and you have those opponents that, you know, they've been watching you all year. Uh, they they kind of see your tendencies. What can you do? What can you do to throw them off of that? Sure. And and I kind of love that quote from Knowles and, you know, him just keeping stuff in his pocket. But, you know, just not to go too on about him, but the thing I've been most impressed about and the thing that I've loved hearing the most, um, you know, this summer and this offseason, this guy is a teacher, like first and fo- foremost, his his approach to the game and the way that he connects with his players you can tell that he's very thoughtful. He's very intentional in the way that he wanted to start from the beginning, you know, kind of reset everybody's fundamentals. How do we tackle, right? What are the ways we're closing? We had a real issue last year with missed tackles, and that's going to be an easy thing, you know, to see if there's a real difference with that even, you know, next Saturday as we get into the season. But as you went on this summer, you know, you start, and even in the spring game, you start seeing, hey, he's kind of shifting coverages up. Hey, he's given the quarterback, you know, something to look at pre-snap, and then the play changes after the snap. And that's kind of where Knowles prides himself is like kind of implementing that intelligent defense, kind of changing it up for the offense. How many different things can you do? Can you do out of the same look uh, yeah. that you're given the offense? So kind of that versatility, and and just using the defensive line in a completely different way. I think you're going to see a huge step, especially from the defensive line sure. uh, to get started this year. Go ahead, Al. I just as you were making that point, I was thinking of. Um, the, the two really poor defenses we've seen in the last couple of years, uh, if, if, if Buckeye fans could think back to the 2018 Haskins season, that was Shiano uh, running the helm of that defense. And the comments we heard from players and other coaches was it was kind of a paralysis by analysis. We had Shiano trying to basically create cold fusion on a football field. Football, you know, the defensive players were it took them three seconds to even figure out where they should be to make the play. So that's one end of the spectrum where it's overly complicated. And then last season, I think under Combs direction, it was oversimplified, you know, two extremes basically that led to uh, players not being able to be where they should be. I think we'll find out very quickly if Knowles was able to implement this in a way players can react quickly, but also disguise the package so that the offense doesn't know exactly where they're going to be. Yeah, for sure. And, and how, uh, another big part of that is how how big of a step can these kind of second year defense alignment take? Uh, we've got two in this class, and we're going to talk more about it next week, so I won't give all the spoilers away. But we got two guys that played as true freshmen last year. I won't even give their names. We'll leave that as a teaser to tune in uh, for game prep next week. But we got two guys that started last year as true freshmen, a handful of games um, that really size wise, speed wise. Everybody in college football, essentially, especially with these linemen type, you take your biggest step between year one and year two. And for them to have this full offseason of development and really hitting the weight room, I think you're going to see some pretty scary things from the defensive line heading into this year, especially with the young, talented guys. Uh, I didn't say that. They, I, they were both 
top like 50 players in their class and maybe top five at their position. We got some big fast bodies coming in on the defensive line and we'll get into more of that next week. Um, Adam and I wanted to kind of shift, kind of throw in a different segment uh, for this week's episode since we're approaching the first game day of the 2022 football season, we thought we'd kind of run through maybe some tips and tricks of the trade things we've picked up. Adam, I'll let you get it started. Yeah. So Ryan and I lived in Columbus uh, for a couple of years and always spent our time there east of east of uh, high street, east side of campus. But um, all, all that to say is we didn't really understand the dorm experience. So I don't have a lot of food halls to pass along as far as these recommendations, but there's just a couple things when you're going to a Buckeye game that, you know, we always kind of, this was a couple of this places we'd stop by either before the game or after the game. I mean, a ton of the fan of experience is making new friends, uh, you know, going around campus for tailgates. Um, that culture is a really, really fun part of Ohio state football that, you know, it's kind of unique to not unique, but there's only a handful of, universities in the country that handle tailgating the way Columbus does. And I think it's an A plus culture here. Um, what, what part should we get into first, Ryan? What do you... Well, I, yeah, I think first we kind of, we'll get into the pregame experience. You know, what are the things to look for? If it's somebody's first time coming to Columbus, if it's somebody's, you know, hundredth time, you know, what are the things to look for? And, and kind of the first thing, the way to start your day or something to build your schedule around is the skull session. The skull session and actually heard it from a quote uh the great one maybe the goat of ohio state football coaches jim tressel uh was at the horseshoe this week folks the horseshoe this year pretty special season it's celebrating its 100th anniversary for the horseshoe the ohio stadium uh, so that's a pretty exciting thing but they did kind of a little celebration event slash fundraiser there last week and and tressel kind of told this story which i don't know that i knew before hearing him say it Tress was the one that said, you know, hey, uh, marching band director, would you mind? I want to get my players in front of the band on game day before kickoff. Would you mind if we bring the college, the the Buckeyes, uh, the Buckeye football team into St. John's and have them sit down, you know, next to the band? Maybe have the captain say a few remarks. We'll have head coach say a few remarks. And then after that, we'll make our walk into the stadium. I didn't know that Trestle was the one that that kind of implemented that. You know, before that, it was just more of that natural pep rally, you know, with just the band uh, there in St. John's. But, yeah, folks, if you want a special free, underline free, um, Ohio State, you know, pregame experience, the skull session, it always takes place two hours before kickoff. Uh, you'll find it in St. John's Arena, which is the old basketball arena. If you know where the horseshoe is, you'll look just northeast of there. You'll see St. John's Arena right there. Um, it's connected to a couple field houses. You really can't miss it. Uh, but it's an awesome event. I mean, it's 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 probably the most pure way to enjoy an Ohio State um, home game day. Uh, you're going to get to hear the greatest parts of the band. They always like to highlight a local or a local is in, in Ohio, a high school band also gets to be there that day to play alongside, uh, the Ohio state marching band, the best damn band in the land to biddle as they call it for short. Um, and with that, you're going to hear from, like I just said, coach day is going to give you a few remarks, you know, about the day, how excited they are. The college football or the, the Buckeye football team is going to walk through, listen into a few songs. And man, when I tell you, 
you get to hear the juice of that drum major, you know, leading the charge into St. John's. It is it is as energy packed. It is as hyped of an environment as you'll find. And I even in the football stadium, I would compare it to any moment uh, that you can have. It It is as beautiful of a moment, as energized as a moment, as even the team entering the field, you know, for the game or even the band entering the field. So I take just- Go one ahead, point Adam. about it, as you say that, describing that moment, anybody that's been to one knows what I'm talking about, but I'm getting chills thinking about as the band's coming in, you can hear the echo in the building of the drums, the snares, the bass, just that echo in the skull session is an amazing sound. It goes through you and uh, dun, definitely dun, would recommend dun, it. Yeah. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And some of the more impressive, I think, drum major baton action you get in, in St. John Arena, the the drum major. And, and that's what that position is, folks. The guy in the red, the gal in the red uh, with the tall kind of kind of uh, cream colored, you know, tall hat with the long red plume on the top. They are there to peacock. I mean, they are dancing. They are twirling that baton. I mean. I, it's kind of underrated because I think the stuff that they do is is pretty unbelievable, especially if you're watching it in person. I, I know it's just, it's a pep rally. Maybe that's how it comes across, but you really can't understand how cool of an experience it is unless you're there. And they always have a unique program. It's different week to week with the songs that are being played, with who they're highlighting. Um, it's definitely a taste of the band before the halftime show. And, and, you know, if you're not too far away with whatever you're doing before the game, I would encourage you to do it. It's really easy to get in and out. Um, you know, there's no ticket required. I remember that growing up, like that was a thing, you know, us and dad, like getting up there just to go to, to get to skull session, to see the band. It's just an, just an unbelievable experience. I'd recommend it to anybody. So put that on your schedule. If you got nothing else, get to the game a little early. If you don't have a ticket, just, just go for fun. It's a great way to kind of see campus um, on a home game day. Adam and Adam and I are partial uh, when it comes to tailgating, we're partial to one kind of section of campus, and that would be called West Campus or Ag Campus for our fellow CFAES, uh, you know, alumni and patrons uh, maybe listening in. That is where Adam and I, as well as uh, a financial advisor who is going to be joining us next Saturday, uh, who may or may not be a Notre Dame fan, uh, we're going to be hosting a tailgate next Saturday. Uh, We don't have a flag yet, but it is definitely the unofficial official Silver Bullet Saga uh, tailgate going forward. Our tent, our new tent actually got there today. We're going to have a handful of tents and TVs and satellites. We're going to be watching games leading up to the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. Um, it's going to be a heck of a time. Lots of great food, great people, great conversation. If you are listening to this and you are interested in tailgating with us, this is an open invite as a listener. Uh, just reach out to us on the, uh, silver bullet saga, Twitter account. That'll be at Ohio state underscore SBS, or just search silver bullet saga on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow, shoot us a DM, Uh, Let us know who you are. And as we're approaching the game next week and we get our location kind of roped out there on the uh, after 5 p.m. on uh, Thursday, September 1st, that's the rules there on West Campus. I'm putting tents out after we get that location. We're going to publish it to any folks that are interested. And again, this is an open tailgate. We'll have Notre Dame fans. We'll have Ohio State fans, hopefully a lot more Ohio State fans uh, there. And we'll be staking out kind of kind of making our own uh, spot there on on Ag Campus. And we could we couldn't be more excited for those of you unfamiliar with West or Ag Campus. uh, If you just head north of the horseshoe, you look to your 
left, you'll see that beautiful Olentangy River. If you cross the Olentangy River Bridge uh, on Woody Hayes Avenue, uh, heading west, uh, you'll you'll see Ag Campus, beautiful West Campus, uh, and, and we'll let you know where we're at if you're interested. But again, just talking about highlights and pregame activities, West Campus is a beautiful place to tailgate. If you have a rich friend or potentially someone that works for the football program, uh, you have a connection to a tailgate that's happening in the parking lot of the Horseshoe. That's another great place to tailgate. Uh, lots of folks will be tailgating in St. John Arena parking lot. And then if you have an RV or a camper, a lot of folks don't know that, but the camper RV lot is actually in the Schottenstein uh, Center lot or out on Ackerman Road. So a couple different places to tailgate. But there, there's really no wrong answer. If you're on campus, especially for this first one, the juice is going to be out the wazoo. I mean, Adam, there, there's a number of establishments that you can watch the game at on campus. A few come to mind. Um, Outer Inn is probably maybe top tier that that's probably a plus as far as watching a home game thirsty um, scholar the thirsty uh, scholar the little bar on campus there's a there's a ethel and tank there's a bunch with a bunch of tvs and a bunch of great environments to watch a game so you're really not going to go wrong with any of those um adam any any other things for the for kind of the the pre-game or, or you know game day activity type no, I mean, you, you know, the 97.1 tailgate they do there on, on uh, Lane Avenue. That's yep. a good, that's a, that's a up and coming. I believe that's, is that called the, is that what it's called? The 97.1 tailgate or is there another name for it? They call uh, it? That's a great question. 97.1 has a tailgate kind of in that section. You'll see kind of, there's like a sponsorship for Buckeye Cruise for cancer uh, within there, but yeah, that, that tailgate is, is something special, especially, you know, it, Tons of different food options, kind of more of that, uh, you know, hey, I need a place to go to hang out before the game, but I don't know anybody tailgating. Uh, yeah. that, that's an awesome place to go just to hang out. Uh, you're going to meet some terrific people there. So would definitely uh, encourage anybody to, you know, to check that out on game day. Um, other than that, you know, Adam, maybe tips for game day. Uh, folks going to a game for maybe their first time. Well, they've gone, they've gone to digital tickets. That's been a big change the last couple of years. You want to make sure you get that downloaded to your phone before you get to the stadium, just in case you've got any internet connectivity issues or anything like that. Just night before you're excited, just get on your phone, download it, have it ready to go. And then make sure you've got your, you know, if you're down to 30% on your phone and there's two, three hours till kickoff, maybe throw it into airplane mode. Just make sure you've got <laughs> the that, battery. Throw that low power thing on, just yeah. throw it in your pocket. No big <laughs> yeah. deal. If it's a cold weather game, throw a hot hand warmer in your pocket so your phone doesn't freeze. That's a problem <laughs> with some of the some of the later games. But for this one, you'll be just fine. Adam, I just wanted to catch you right there. That just because we're, you know, at some point, hopefully going to get into negotiations here to finally get a real sponsorship. But I'll give 97.1 The Fan the real shout out here. The official podcast there on Lane is the Ozone Tailgate uh, on Lane. If you head there, you're going to see a handful of food trucks, a couple of beverage vendors, uh, some live music, which is always a lot of fun. That is a great place to go if you got no other, uh, if you got nobody kind of setting up their own tailgate. That's an awesome option. The Ozone Tailgate on Lane Avenue great um other recommendations gosh get there early you know get we there, saw yeah. we saw it last year there were some issues when it came to this the digital ticketing system if you are going especially to this notre dame game folks yeah you want to get there I, early i would start making your way to the stadium maybe an hour and a half before kickoff because yeah it's going to take some time and adam that's another tip we wanted to get to hey hey folks if the line at your gate 
is long. If there's a hundred people, a thousand people waiting to get into this one gate that you're at, go to the next one. That if applies that, especially to the south end. If you're on yeah. the very south end gates, those are typically the most congested. Along with the north end, you'll find shorter lines on the east and west sides of the stadium. Either side. Yeah, if you yeah. go to the side of the stadium, you're going to get shorter lines. And they like to say, go to the gate you're at, especially if you have a student ticket. They like to kind of make that a scary thing. You're going to have no problem at all just, just heading into any other gate. You get that ticket out. Even if the uh, the red coat, the ushers, they call them red coats. It's kind of funny. If they give you any lip, you know, just act a little ignorant. Say, hey, you know, wrong gate. I'll just walk through when I get inside. If you wouldn't mind, I'd, I'd love to just, you know, head in here. They're not going to give you any issues. But, yeah, get there early. Have your tickets downloaded to your phone. Uh, you're going to have a great time. Um, I think last year they had also implemented – if you buy a souvenir cup when you're inside the stadium, there is a bunch of drink stations. Yeah, free, free refills. Free refills, which is, an, which is an, yeah. Yeah, another nice new benefit. Uh, make sure you take take advantage of that while you're on the inside. But, yeah, hey, if you've never been in the stadium before and this is your first time going, get there early and walk the halls. It is a – you know, for, for all the – grief and guff we give the stadium for maybe being a little outdated it is still a cathedral a coliseum you know whatever word you want to use for college football it is an awesome place and a great environment just walk the halls you know there's a lot of neat stuff to look at especially in that north end zone near the rotunda um you can kind of just feel the history you <laughs> really walk it yep. end to end um but yeah, Adam, I think that's that's pretty much it. After the game, Adam, if if somebody's looking to you know maybe grab a tasty bite of food to eat, um, let's say a different game other than Notre Dame, because by the time this thing wraps up, it's going to be yeah, well past one midnight. in the morning. Yeah. Well, actually, you still well, will have yeah, options. What what other options might they have, Adam? After you, you, midnight. Yeah, yeah, a couple late night options is is PJs. Uh, if if you look up where Donato's is, it's just a, around the corner from there. I can't think of the name of the actual street. It's I believe on. it's on Frames. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Frames Avenue, um, just down the road from Outer End. But uh, that's a good option for late night. There's also you'll find a lot of street vendors cooking up, uh, cooking up uh, Philly cheesesteaks or um, euros, that kind of thing. Apollo's Greek restaurant nice, is nice late night. Yeah, it is usually open pretty late. Um, but other than that, the 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 normal time snack, my go to post game. Usually five guys, a nice greasy cheeseburger and a Coke after the game's always nice or canes. Now, both of these are subject to how many people are thinking the same thing as you. Five guys, can, five guys can get swamped. Yeah, after they a both game. that is a hot, hot place to go. Definitely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all of those are located on the high street. So you get out of the stadium, just pull your compass out and walk east. You'll find your way to high street eventually <laughs> if you don't know campus that well. Um, oh, we didn't but, throw that one out earlier. Varsity Club is another. That's yeah, kind of like the yeah. brand name, um, you know, Ohio State kind of place. If you want to watch a game or after a game or just grab a little snack, that's a great, great yeah. one right there on Lane Avenue as well. Pretty close to the stadium. Yep. But uh, no, Ryan, that's about all I've got. Yeah. Why don't uh, why don't we just underline that? I'm going to throw the invitation out again. If you're listening to this podcast, folks, I consider you a close friend. And <laughs> if I don't, if I don't, if you don't have my phone number, or if you don't follow me on Twitter again, just hit us up at there at, at Ohio State underscore SBS or Silver Bullet Saga on Twitter. Let me know you're coming on Saturday and, and we'll get you hooked up with the details. You know, maybe maybe. <laughs> If you want to bring a little cash, we'll take it, but maybe bring a little food or, you know, whatever, just something to contribute. But the more the merrier, we're excited to have a great, great, great start to Ohio State football. But Adam, before we get to Ohio State football, what do we have waiting for us in week zero uh, this upcoming weekend? 
Ryan, I, I'm glad you asked that. And we, there are a couple matchups going into week zero, but the real notable one, the real thump our chest, welcome to the Big Ten, uh, uh, the, the, the Big Ten matchup into week zero. We uh, actually need to offer a uh, fix from last week. I said it was in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, I didn't say Edinburgh, but I said Scotland. It's actually taking place in Dublin, Ireland for the game. And, uh, and uh, so with the matchup we're talking about is uh, Nebraska versus Northwestern, a timeless classic matchup. And uh, the line on the game, Northwestern uh, gets 13 points on that game. They're a 13-point underdog. Uh, I, I looked to my, my host that I think we're trying to hear some music. Maybe in post we'll throw that in just to kind of set the, set the tone on that. Was it coming bit. through at all? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But maybe in post this will be a lot funnier with us here, here. talking you, about You this. keep going. You keep going. I'll yep. do the noise. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so even you tried no, to keep, No, keep it. going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, yes, I can smell the Guinness from here. That came in great. Um, so back to this classic rivalry, uh, Nebraska versus Northwestern, two, you know, Big Ten. They've been in the Big Ten since uh, before sliced bread. Since Day one. Joe wore sandals. But uh, the line is 13 points. Nebraska, pretty heavy favorite on that. Just off of Adam's little vibe check, lack of analysis, I am laying those points. I love Nebraska in this game. I think it's going to be a blowout in Ireland. You know, five-hour time difference. Forget about it. I think uh, they walk away with this one. What do you think, Ryan? I I think I'm going to have to go with my heart here. My father-in-law is a huge Nebraska fan, so I'm going to ha- I'll, I'll I'll side with him to begin the season. But uh, let's not minimize things here, folks. Scott Frost is entering. Is this year four or five uh, at the helm of the program? I'd have to look that up. Um, for for what really is the battle for Nebraska football. I, I, I think a lot is riding on this opening game. Uh, they were what some people would consider the greatest, what, three and seven team uh, that's ever played in the history of college football last year, uh, you know, tallying up three wins uh, with a bunch of losses within one score in one score games. A lot of people think that goes to coaching. Um, you know, when, when you're not able to close games out or you lose close ones a lot of the time. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm still a Scott Frost fan. He did some great stuff down at, uh, central Florida, you know, a handful of years ago, claimed national championship over Alabama. Um, but you know, th- this game, all of the pressure is on Scott Frost and, and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I think Fitzgerald, you know, <laughs> he's, he's already had some amazing seasons at Northwestern while he's been at the helm back in 2020 and what 2018 were his two kind of monster big 10 championship appearances. But I mean, you know, they, <laughs> they didn't have much talent last year. They were one of the worst defenses of the big 10. Um, you know, Nebraska returns a lot of starters, uh, including, I believe they get, do they have a flashy new name at quarterback, Adam? You might have to, uh, we'll, we'll get the MIT guys on it. Um, but I, as we're going here, I just think that there's a ton of pressure on Nebraska. I do think that they can pull through. Um, but w- you know, what, what kind of team do we see, uh, kind of coming out here and Adam, I'm getting the eyebrows on your side. What do you got? Um, Casey Thompson is a transfer. Is he a Texas transfer? Got to find it out here. 
I'm sorry, I should have it, but no, nope, uh, that's all right. We, that's why we got the N MIT guys on it. As uh, so, yep, yep. Casey Thompson transfer from Texas. Is I believe quarterback that's what left. that was in my head because yep. I think that was a domino effect. Our guy Quinn Ewers, the mullet man that came to Ohio State as a grifter and took a couple million dollars from us. Hey, no problem for whoever wrote those checks. I think it maybe was Reichert Automotive, not to you know alienate a potential sponsor, but uh, our guy took his money and run ran as the uh, as the song goes, heads back down to Texas, and this guy Casey uh, goes to make a new home for himself with the Nebraska Cornhusker. So to be honest, I wish him the best of luck. I hope that he has a great kind of debut there in Ireland. Uh, but Adam, with that, I think we're both going to be Cornhuskers uh, for the opening weekend, and I can't, I couldn't be more excited. I know that a lot of people kind of scoff at the gimmicky stuff, like folks playing abroad and this and that. I think this is kind of cool. Like I'm, I'm pretty yeah. excited. I think it adds a little more juice than a normal Northwestern Nebraska, you know, matchup might have, and we get to see it in a pretty neat stadium that they got. Um, and, uh, Nebraska also has a wide receiver, Ryan Crawford. Does that ring a bell? You, you, can you guess what his first name is? I believe it's his last, or is it his first name? It's, it's no, his it is name. his first name. He, I, Adam, is this a player that maybe has a signed NIL deal with a potential HVAC company uh, near Lincoln, Nebraska? I believe so, and he is straight out of the Batman universe. First name, the coldest, Crawford. <laughs> The coldest so, Crawford. How could you not pull for a guy like that? The Folks, if, if you haven't seen it, go on to social media, search the guy's name and watch the video because his NIL video, in my opinion, it's the reason that 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 NIL is a thing in the first place. It's hilarious. He's got a terrific name. I wish him the best of luck. Um, they're they're going to do great. I Go Cornhuskers. Go Big Red uh, this upcoming Saturday. Adam, with that, do we have anything else to close out the program? I would just say for you Husker fans, it would be, if I was one, it would be hard to cheer for a guy that shot that kid on the bicycle uh, next to the railroad uh, in the Breaking Bad universe. A uh, little deep cut there. Uh, I believe Todd was his name. But, Todd, uh, you're saying Todd looks like Scott Frost. The, the actor Todd from Breaking Bad looks maybe like Scott Frost, the head coach of Nebraska football. It's just that kid didn't need to die, but that's all right. <laughs> the dark way to end the show. <laughs> Well, yeah, one of the one of the low points of Breaking Bad. It was Truly. very, 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 <laughs> very dark. Hey, took a shout out there. to my my Better Call Saul fans out there. Season or uh, end of the series last week. I thought they did a terrific job. No spoilers here, though. If you haven't watched it, go out and watch it. Better Call Saul. That's a needless recommendation to end the podcast. Adam, with that, the next time the folks will hear from us, we will be in an Ohio State football game week, getting ready to fight those Notre Dame Fighting Irish. For that, for the folks at home, thank you for tuning in. We couldn't do this without you. We're so excited to be back for another season of the Silver Bullet Saga podcast. If you have anything to uh, uh, any input for us, find us on Twitter. Give us the comments. We really do read them. We like uh, kind of adapting what we're doing each episode based on uh, what the folks are listening to. Um, my homework, if you are listening to this, we're looking to kind of gain listeners a little bit of momentum heading into this season. You know, obviously, we're super happy with the thousands that we have listening right now. Uh, but if if every thousands of you could just send it to one person, you know, for next week to get excited for the first week of Ohio State football, guess what? That turns thousands into twice as many thousands. Okay, if each one of you just sends it into one person, right? We could just we could double our listenership here and kind of carry this momentum going uh, into the 2022 Ohio State football season. With that. 
Adam, thanks for joining us. For those listening at home, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Bullet Saga! Bullet Saga!